Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm Hero. And Mike's actually dead, so I'm not Mike. I am MB. <sighs> yes, that you you heard it right. Mike is dead. Unfortunately, Mike is he's passed on to the um, grave. The ethereal, the ethereal. I'm tripping over myself here. It's okay. I'm overcome with emotion too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what can you really say about a man like Mike? He was he was so full of life and vigor and and hatred. Yeah, hatred mostly. As for those of you who haven't been getting our text alerts, and and shame on you, by the way. Those aren't free. That's a service we provide because we think you want it. And if you don't want it, that makes liars out of us. Yeah, and you don't want to make us liars. But as I was saying, if you've been out of the loop. Mike has been still referring to him in the present tense. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I know, I know it's tough, but we got a soldier for Mike <clears throat> uh, has had the flu, had the flu. Yeah, for a great many weeks. Yeah, he he succumbed to the virus pretty early on. I I should have seen the signs. I mean, there was a brief period. Over the holidays, where he seemed to be getting better, I remember him showing me a photo of his Christmas tree with its Cthulhu plushie as the star. Yeah. He seemed yeah. so healthy then. His cheeks were so rosy. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first legitimate thing that brought him joy. I mean, literally ever. He's, he's never actually had joy in his life. But that thing gave it to him. I mean, just I remember him laughing as he broke into that family's house and stole all of their presents. Uh, I mean, he climbed to the top of that mountain with his dog and just, just the light in his eyes as he threw them over the edge. But after the new year, things took a turn for the worst. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have the same lust for life that he usually had. I first started noticing there was a decline, whatever. He referred to Kennison as that zombie. And just, it was a shame just to see his deteriorating mental state. Just all of the strange texts I was receiving from him. Yeah. He once asked me what was the square sum of air. Like, what was the mathematical equation of that? He texted me the same thing. Oh, did he literally forward that message? And he said the answer was Megan Fox. I, oh. That's not even scientific. No, no, and I think deep down he knew it, but he couldn't stop himself. But, being the trooper that he was, Mike did attempt at recording one final Pope yes. Nightmare. 
It yeah. did not go well. Yeah. We do have a few seconds of the only usable footage from that episode. Uh, we like to play that for you now, but we warn you, remember Mike the way he was, not his final days. It's all a joke. It's all a fucking joke. You know, I thought I knew how it was. I thought I knew how the world was. I've done some bad things. Vietnam, you know? That was fucking war. God, here I am. Spilling my guts. The fucking MB. Did you know the truth is? You're the closest thing to a friend I got. What the fuck does that say? Oh, mother, forgive me. You're gonna be okay, MB. I, uh, I, I think so. It just—it's gonna take time. You want my like, advice? You want my yeah. advice? Record this to tape. Take the tape. Burn it. You are never to listen to it again. You're right. You're right. It, It's—that was not Mike. That was the flu talking. The flu that robbed us. The great Mike Napier. Such a, such a noble spirit. He was one of a kind. The doctors all said. Never, never once have I seen anyone talk about the Punisher as written by Garth Ennis in such regard. Why, God, why? Why did the innocent die indeed? As you may have known, Mike was a very organized man. Yes, he, he had a congeniency for everything. And I believe that in his last days, through the crazy, urine-soaked fever dream that was his last hours on this world. He got his affairs into order and left us this last will and testament that he instructed me to read aloud. Now, I have not looked at this. Nemby, have you looked at it? No. Good. He wanted this read on the podcast, so there will be a digital record of our sadness. It actually says that on the envelope, but... Alright, let's get this over with. To whom it may concern, I have the flu. If I die, I want all of you to know that you have all been a great disappointment to me. Especially you, Dante. To MB, I leave my precious lamps. Oh, God. And my robe. You are not to wear the robe but instead hang it behind glass as if I were a sports superstar. To Hero, you are to guard my body as long as you shall live. Your heirs are to do the same. If you do not have any heirs, heirs will be appointed to you by my estate. And finally, Flexo, I leave you with the knowledge that I have finally discovered your deepest, darkest secret. What I have done with this data is to remain a mystery to you. I hope in the middle of the night you wake up drenched in a terrible sweat. I hope your life falls around you as this fear, this unknown knowledge, and how it might be played against you wreaks uncontrollable havoc on your psyche. I leave you with this. And my Cthulhu bobblehead. Treasure it always. The rest of my possessions will be buried with me in a tomb deep beneath the earth, the entrance of which can only be opened from the inside. Sincerely yours, Captain Mike Napier. 
I know those lamps meant a lot to you. Oh, yeah. I I, I can't even bring myself to want to accept them. And I wanted them for so long, and now it's just, they're meaningless. Even those vintage Ed Gein human skin lamps, I mean, you can't put a price on those. They brought him such joy. I remember the day he got them through eBay, just the tear that rolled down his cheek. He even put it in the refrigerator so that the flesh would be nice and gooey. He literally read me the description on the actual auction. And and despite its sketchiness, I knew from the way he talked about it that he would cherish those for the rest of his life. I mean, sure, we all knew that the real Ed Gein lamps were you know, still police custody, but why spoil his dream? Why deny him his happiness? Well, the funeral was yesterday. Uh... He had given us specific instructions not to give him a funeral under... Any circumstances, but we felt it was appropriate. Yeah, and we couldn't secure the Viking funeral pyre like he had like he had wanted. Yes, we had to take him out back and shoot bottle rockets at him for a couple of hours. The look on the family's face, I it was regrettable, but I knew it was what he wanted, and it made the children happy. They thought it was Fourth of July. It's what he would have wanted. I every I, day was Fourth of July for Mike Napier. I don't and know if I, I, I don't know if I can do this. It's okay, MB. It's okay. My I hand mean, is on your shoulder right now. You can't yeah, see it, but it's on your shoulder. I feel it. I. You feel my grip tightening. Yeah. I, ow. Ow. Stop. It's just a metaphorical hand. Yeah, I'm actually in the room with still, you. Still, still, it actually hurts. Um, it hurts me too. It hurts my soul to know that I, I've lost the only man who truly understood me. And also your shoulder. I never told anyone this, but he was the M to my B. I think he had that effect on a lot of us. He touched a lot of lives. Some. Some may have, you know, filed restraining orders. They never proved a thing, MB. I'm not saying they were true. I know they weren't. Even though he bragged about them, I, I think I, he's an innocent man. He died an innocent man. Well, that's going to be the hardest part about picking up the pieces, is distinguishing the man from the myth. So many stories have been told, and are still being told, about the life of Mike Napier. The legend of Mike Napier. They said he couldn't be killed. They said he he drank blood. They told stories about how much he was pulling down after taxes. Uh, I mean, just the other day, I saw two girls playing jump rope on the street corner. And they were singing a rhyme about old Mike Napier. They couldn't think of a rhyme for Napier, but they kept repeating his name. They tried. It involved a top hat. It was very elaborate. I should have recorded it. There was a whole dance number. I think I like to think of it as tribute. I mean, what are we to make of the legend that he once battled Sasquatch? He was stuck in those mountains for days. Did you know he lost all of his toes on his left foot due to the frostbite? Took him immediately. But he kept valiantly fighting. 
it took every ounce of bionic energy he had to battle that thing. And whenever he ripped off the Sasquatch's arm and realized that he, too, was bionic... It was a turning point in his life. And the friendship that was born out of that meeting. I mean, the time they tried to escape to Canada, after they realized that their friendship was forbidden. <sighs> then that Sasquatch became director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I hear the Sasquatch is similarly moved by his passing. Uh, he did not appear at the funeral... Uh, he has meetings and stuff. He's very big deal, Sasquatch. Yeah. But he sent the most loving video message. I believe I have a tape of it. I'd like to play it now. I know MB, it brought a tear to my eye, too. Oh. <sighs> calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. Uh, I, I mean, that's a bond right there. That is a bond that will never go away. There have been talks of giving Mike the Congressional Medal of Honor. Posthumously? Or post... <laughs> Mike would have made fun of you for mispronouncing that. I, I know, I know. And without him here to point out my flaws, I just, I feel broken. I mean, I fear what MB will become without his ego checked. I could become so many things, so many terrible things. A power-mad dictator. You could be Batman. I don't want to live in a world where MB's Batman. No, never. I, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. No! Don't be Batman. I... I can't promise anything now. You promise me, MB. You fucking look at me in the eye through your computer screen, and you promise me you will not become Batman. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. For now, I... I just want to get to know... The person I desperately wanted to know when he was with us, and never quite could because of all those emotional barriers. And the physical barriers he erected over the course of his last six months. The last thing he ever built was actually a moat. Filled with swimming monkeys. He was so excited about that shipment of monkeys. You remember him just knocking on our door. The monkeys are here, the monkeys are here, and they already know how to swim. Oh, the joy in his eyes when he thought about those children getting mauled by swimming monkeys. Can you just imagine the look in their eyes, Hero, he told me. His cheeks rosy and his dimples glistening with tears. Happy tears. Kids don't know that monkeys can swim. Imagine their shock as they're torn apart by something that's both adorable and impossible. It was the perfect plan. It was his life's work. It was his legacy. And now, now it's forever a shadow of what he's left behind. Oh, and he's left so many things behind. Yeah. That will doesn't even begin to cover it. The land of Mike via Mike Castle in Portland. I mean, there's the Mike Power Plant. Yeah. Now, people have been saying that it actually saps power away instead of giving it, but 
speculation. Now's not the time for it. Yeah. There was also the uh, rumors that he had a love child named Chip. Who was later recruited by the villainous Chateau organization. But again, tabloid bullshit. Don't believe everything Perez Hilton says, MB. Mike Bannon blows it? It's it's totally inaccurate. It's still inaccurate to this day. They never printed a retraction. There's the many themed bowling alleys that he erected across our great country during the mid-90s. All of them Ninja Turtle themed? All they served was pizza. It was such a good idea. It made so much sense, too. And made so little money. He was such an entrepreneur. I mean, that's why Zero Co. Industries thrives to this day. And they're responsible for many of the motion pictures and television series we love right now. They invented Christina Applegate. And whenever she turned against them, he gave her cancer. Which I disagreed with. But who are we to judge? He had he had many regrets in his life. I'm sure that wasn't one of them, but he had many regrets, and that, that told us that he was still human at the end of the day. Well, he was horrified when he realized that she'd gotten a mastectomy. Remember him running from his office saying, not like this, not like this. I've never seen him more distraught. And to think of the countless vehicles he owned. Like, he had a collection. Every Batmobile. The Mike Copter. The Mike Beauty. The Mike Gyro. The Mike Lorian. Which some say had time-traveling capabilities, though this was never proven. He was a man of many secrets. Time secrets. Secrets that are now lost to time. Until his autobiography is published a hundred years after his death, as he so often insisted upon. He was a complex man. A complex man with a vision. A vision of a world without Superman. But Mike, people would tell him, Superman's a fictional character that doesn't exist. He would just wag his finger and say, and I intend to do everything in my power to keep it that way. But that was the secret to his success. If Superman didn't exist, he won. Exactly. That was a philosophy he would articulate to people during his many self-help seminars. He changed a lot of lives. I remember the first time I flipped open the pages of The Power of Mike. And this was all foretold to him at a friendly's. While he ate chicken fingers. He would grow up to be a great man, and so he did. <laughs> but let's, let's not dwell on the things he's leaving behind. Let's reflect on all of the, and the happy memories we shared together. Like his weekend with Megan Fox. My God, he... I have never seen him so filled with lust. Ravenous lust that may or may not have resulted in some sort of deaths. But not lust for the body, interestingly enough. Lust for the soul. Oh, the conversations he and Megan had that weekend. Inside of his life-size replica of the Millennium Falcon. She was the only one that ever came close to intellectually stimulating him. They say they discussed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles long into the night. And Sasquatch facts. Many of which Mike was able to prove and disprove due to his close relation with the Great Yeti. 
and they held each other until dawn's first light. They say she, the very next day she got his name tattooed on her lower back. <laughs> her publicist denies it. There was also the time when he fought the same brotherhood. Remember when we were all on that island? He just starts shouting gibberish, and we don't know what's going on. And then, all of a sudden, Shawan Khan is hitting the gut with a cannonball. We're like, what the hell's happening? He's like, it's just old pirate talk for fire the cannon. <laughs> Typical, Mike. Uh, Always with a trick up his sleeve. And his collection of ancient skulls. He loved those skulls. He was actually buried with them. They're said to have rejuvenating abilities, but of course, that's just an old myth. An old wise tale. An old jungle saying, as it were. In fact, on his tombstone, it actually is inscribed one of his favorite sayings of all time. No smoking on the skull cave. <sighs> and underneath that, death is but a window, time is but a doorway, I will return. <laughs> I remember he used to tell that joke at dinner parties all the time. He'd get the biggest laugh. Yeah. As he was pretending to be his alternate identity. Hollywood Mike. He wasn't very inventive with names, but somehow he pulled it off. Like he would just go up to people at Hollywood dinner parties and say, Hey, I'm Hollywood Mike. And no one ever questioned it. It was just that charisma that he had. He's the one who got Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson together. And the fact that he did not stay in their lives is the only reason they broke up. Do you remember when that happened? When they finally ended their marriage? Uh, Mike was inconsolable. He was in his submarine for weeks, just reading old comic books and listening to Man of War. I think secretly he was soul-searching. He was looking for purpose. I mean, if Mr. Miracle and Big Barda could find love, why couldn't his friends in the real world? And that's all Mike ever wanted, was for his friends to find love, and to make love, so he could videotape it and sell it on the internet. And sometimes join in. That's what was in his heart. I know. Mike Napier. Mike Jonas Napier. He was like a father to me. Or a brother. Cousin who visits all the time. Keep it together, hero. I don't know if I can do this podcast anymore. Keep it together. So many memories. At least he didn't take himself out. He tried. On so many occasions he tried. He tried poisoning himself during his last days, which didn't work out because he would then give himself the antidote. And then scold himself for hours at such a low trick. Dirty pool, me, he would scream, scaring all of his servants. Often in the mirror, as he was cleaning an arrow wound to his shoulder. James Franco would visit and listen to him raving down the corridors. Oh, James Franco. Boy, does he have stories. And he and Mike would hang out with the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. Now, they were actually rats, by the way, not the... No, Sinatra Rat Pack. Yeah. That's another thing people don't know. Mike trained super intelligent rats. He was the king of the rats. That's the title he inscribed on a fake diploma that he put on his own wall. He was so proud of that. 
he drove all the way to Kinko's for it. Remember the time he went to that nightclub as Hollywood Mike? Then brought in all the rats as his entourage? <laughs> you should have seen Billy Zane's face. Ugh. That was a night to remember, I'll tell you. Uh, best 4th of July ever. I mean, the, the traffic hazards alone from that. Wait, I didn't think about this. Who inherits the mice? I mean, are they free now? No, I think actually, um, I think he actually left them to Ed. But what would he do with them? Ed is in need of many servants. Well, as long as they're going towards the disabled. Yeah. And what of Mike's Indian manservant, Jib-Jab, who was at his bedside up until the very end? Is he also free now? I hear he's actually not doing very well. He He tried to hang himself. It was weird that he tried to use toilet paper to hang himself. It instantly broke. He tried wetting it to make it stronger. It didn't work. Mike briefly came back to life just long enough to call him an idiot, and then died once more. His final words, jib-jab, you fuh. That was literally his last words. And ing idiot rang throughout the caverns of hell. Where he's always wanted to be. He actually bought real estate in hell a few years back. He didn't let that information out, but uh, well, that was in our circle, we knew. It was dangerous information for him to have, because that's prime real estate. That's, you know, only the best of the best get that. I remember Mike was so happy the day he found hell. Came up to me with rosy cheeks and his dimples glittering with happy tears. He seemed to have that face around you a lot. That was mainly because he didn't feel comfortable showing his real face around me, so he had a mask made. It was a little unsettling, but after a while you start to think of it as Mike's face. I can kind of see what you mean. He held a mask in terms of his entire life. He wore a mask over his soul. He also physically wore a mask every single day. Nobody's quite sure who the real Mike Napier was. There are many stories, but no true account. The only one who knows his true face is Megan Fox. And she would never, never betray that trust. Turtle power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Papa. Papa power. Good night, sweet prince. You truly were a tale of the unaccountable. And that has been this episode of Pulp Nightmare. I've been Mike. I've been Hero. Have pleasant nightmares. I haven't worn my gas mask in a while. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, horses, Envy. Hello, cock. This anime I'm watching has incest overtones. The most dangerous game of all, Envy, is man. Show those child AIDS commercials. They don't bother me at all. Nobody cares about you, you fucking attention whore bitch. Go back to MySpace, piece of shit. Oh, you will, you will rue this day. Ah, I hate you so fucking much.